0: This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor, Scott & White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line. The ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now, here's Neil.
1: Thank you, Snoopy, very, very much and welcome back. Maybe you didn't go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. So, welcome. Just leave it at that. Uh, the lines are all filled. Thank you for that. 800-288-WBAP. Hang on to that number, and when you hear me finish a call, then that's your chance. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Melina. This two-year-old Aust- uh, Australian cattle dog mix is the life of the party. She's gorgeous as well, with striking hazel eyes, a smooth tan coat, and perky ears. If her eyes don't stop you in your tracks, her smile surely will. Melina, M-E-L-I-N-A. Melina is a playful, outgoing girl who loves to spend time outside and play with her toys. She'd love a family who would enjoy taking her for walks and playing fetch in the backyard. Melina is even eligible for a trial adoption, so you can take her home and see how she does with your family before you make things official. Right now, Melina and all other adult dogs and cats are only $17 at the Jan Reese jones Animal Care Center and the Ellis County Animal Care Center. That's until March 31. Melina is waiting to meet you. She's waiting right now at the Jan Reese jones Animal Care Center in Dallas to meet Melina, visit her any day between noon and 6. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Melina has been spayed, microchipped, and she's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines. And she's waiting for her new forever family, as I mentioned, at the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30, west of Hampton Road, in West Dallas, the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is open for adoptions every day from noon to six. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org/find-a-pet. One word: spca.org/find-a-pet. And visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. That's Melina, M-E-L-I-N-A, a a two-year-old Australian cattle dog mix. Hope you'll get her adopted. Take a look. Take a look around. Maybe you'll find another dog that you like even more. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company sponsors that today, and they are available at wbroofing.com. 972-562-5788. Well, it's springtime, and sure enough, hail has come through. May have some more tomorrow, it sounds like. Texas premier roofing contractor serving the entire Metroplex with the finest in roofing since 1986. We had a new roof installed, put on our home by Wortham Brothers Roofing four years ago, this, uh, well, right about now. And um, sure enough, three or four nights ago, we had hail at our house. Yeah, it's been almost a week ago, I guess. We were not home once again, but we got home, and and uh, our daughter had some hail damage to her car, and um, and and uh, she lives right near us, and and uh, so there was hail, and uh, so I'm probably once all the furor dies down, I'm going to have Wortham Brothers come look at our roof and see. Uh, there is hail all over Texas this time of year. And if you think you might have hail damage to your roof, contact Wortham Brothers. Let them come take a look. They'll, t- they'll take a look at the roof. They'll look at the gutters and the, the valleys and the flashing, all the things that might be damaged by the hail. They can advise you as to whether there needs to be a new roof put on. They will be honest with you if they say, no, there's not significant damage, uh, or if, if there's damage from wind, or if there's just old damage damage. A lot of us have old age damage, you know. Wortham Brothers will be straight with you. They've been doing this since 1986. 100,000 roofs installed and that's because people trust them. You will too. A second generation family business with good people at the helm. I recommend them most highly. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company at 972 562 5788
0: wBroofing.com, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what health care workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Stuby very, very much. And uh, let's go back into
1: the program. We have Abe in Weatherford who's waiting very patiently. Abe, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Abe. Yeah, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Thanks.
2: Uh thanks for taking my call. See, sure. hey, um what what would be a good way to to keep deer away from my crepe myrtles and hibiscus? Do you like do you to deer up, away, um? you
1: keep, do you keep Deer away, you say? Keep Deer away from my crepe myrtles. All right. How tall are the crepe myrtles? Well they're 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 maybe I've had to cut cut them down about four times four years and so so they may be about three foot tall okay your phone is cutting out periodically and so i'm i'm missing some of the things you've had to cut them down uh why are why are you cutting them down to four feet that seems really short well uh well yeah i'm coming down to the ground uh they seem to be dying uh they just break off uh they're, they're, there's just no greenish in it when i in the springtime
2: when I come in.
1: Maybe they'll make it this year. Okay, I think I understand. Deer, so are they freezing? Is that what's happening to them? I don't know. Okay. What happens to a know. few varieties of crepe myrtles, Abe, um, as a... Founding member of the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney. We've been working with crepe myrtles really intensively for uh, 22 years now, 23 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have found that there are about six or seven varieties of the of the mainstream crepe myrtles, uh, most notably Tuscarora and Muskogee and and Natchez, uh, but a couple of others uh, that are less common. That that any time it gets unusually cold, or if we get an early uh, freeze that is maybe 25 degrees in October, uh, you know, which is pretty early for that cold a temperature. Anytime we have something a little out of the ordinary on cold weather, those plants either are killed to the ground or they thin out badly and they don't come back out very well. I don't know if that's what you've had but anyway to the to the that's point it. of if you've had to cut them back significantly it is best to yeah. cut them to the it okay hang on it is best to cut them to the ground and then let them regrow from the ground up and you they are very brittle those new stems are very brittle and that's why I mm-hmm. always suggest uh, leaving yeah. extras maybe leave uh, maybe you you start with 7 or 9 of them even though you only want 3 You leave seven or nine Um, for the first two years. Uh, Let me, because our phone is cutting in and out, let me tell you where you can find all of this information written by me, uh, and that is at org. C-R-A-P-E, crepemyrtletrails.org, and basic care. And I I talk about how to train a crepe myrtle back when you've had to prune it clear to the ground. And you can see all that, and it's all detailed there in, in a thing that took me an hour or more to write. So let's do it that way. I think that might be easier for you. Okay. So. Okay. No. That'll work. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate it. As far as keeping deer away from them, you're just going to have to stake and, and, uh, and put something around them to keep the deer from brushing against them. So hopefully that'll help. Um, all right. We'll come back. and go to Betty Joe in Weatherford and another call from Weatherford, two in a row, in Sid in Fort Worth. That opens the line if you'd like to call. Uh, the uh, number is 800-288-WBAP. Spray's Lone Star Gardening. And uh, I'd like to get a copy to you. I think it will pay for itself by the end of this springtime. That's been my guarantee. And the closer I get to the end of this springtime, I'll probably stop giving you that guarantee. But yeah, here's what I've been saying. and I'll still honor this. If this book doesn't pay for itself by the end end of spring, end of June, whatever... I'll buy it back from you, no questions asked. The reason is, I think you'll find that you'll make enough good decisions as you landscape, as you uh, watch out for early uh, uh, season pests, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think you'll make enough good decisions by using this book to uh, to more than cover the thirty-six ninety-five cost of this book. That's not very much in this day and age, especially for a hardback. With 344 pages and 840 photographs, and one that has been printed in Texas by your fellow Texans, I never was so glad that my book is printed in Texas instead of China. That was the alternative. That's where so many companies are now printing is in China. So many publishers, and I didn't want to then, and I really wouldn't want to right now. So Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, Chapter One is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter Two is that 48-page calendar of when to do every task in your landscape and in your garden. And then chapters three through 11 are comprehensive and very detailed chapters covering trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I wrote this. It took me a year to write this and a lifetime to uh, learn what I wrote in this book. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, 74,000 copies sold to date and not one request for refund. And I'll sign your copy as soon as it's sold, and we'll mail it by Wednesday if you order it uh, today. I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow, and then we'll take them to the post office Tuesday, actually. So here are the two ways you can buy it, not in stores, not on Amazon, but you either go uh, go to my website or you call my office Uh, tomorrow through uh, Friday, Monday through Friday. The office phone number is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order right now at neilsperry.com,
3: dot com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for Lent and Easter, in person and online. We have devotionals, Bible studies, service opportunities, and worship services. You can find those at our website at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed, and all are welcome.
1: Pastor Tommy Brummett is our pastor, that's our church, and we hope that you will join us. SharingTheHeart.org, the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. It's my pleasure to, uh, to donate that airtime to help our church. And if you don't come to our church, go to your church. That's okay. We just feel like people need to get into a church. This is a time we all need uh, some spirituality. The world needs it right now. Let me tell you about Whiskey Stone. Let me tell you how much I think of Mike and Derek Wisenand and and the great work that they do for the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, the great work that they do for making North Texas more beautiful. They go to quarries all over the Southwest to buy the most beautiful stone you ever saw, and then they have it shipped into their uh, 22-acre stone yard you go pick it out they'll help you choose the right stone they'll help you choose the right amount Uh, by the way they will uh, they need measurements they need to know the height and width of whatever project you're trying to do a retaining wall a fountain whatever and then they can they can tell you how much stone you will need for it um, or the the length and width whatever if you're doing a, a path or a driveway or patio or something of that sort Uh, And then they can also refer you to the finest landscape contractors because they work with all of them. They are known in the industry as having the best selection of stone anywhere. That's why I'm proud to recommend them to you because you're going to the best, best in Texas, and the nicest people you'll ever meet. Whiskey Stone at 4501 East Loop 820 South. Now that's in southeast Fort Worth, way southeast Fort Worth. And uh, they're, ph- they're Monday through Saturday, by the way, closed on Sundays. It is a destination to go there and see 22 acres of beautiful stone. The phone number is 817-429-0822. 817-429-0822. whiz-q.com. whiz-q.com. It's WhizQ
0: Stone gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected and the same should go for our loved ones together with baylor scott and white health and the hardworking working health care we urge you to get the shot mask up and stay safe and remind your family and friends to do the same and now back to neil thank you Stooby. we go back to uh, betty joe and weatherford betty joe this is neil good morning
4: good morning neil how are you
1: i'm well thanks for calling
4: I hope you get to feeling a little better this morning.
1: Oh, it comes and goes. Thank you so much.
4: I have a five-inch in diameter live oak um, that the builder installed last September. Um, and you can still see some of the burlap protruding through the soil. And last September, I noticed there was this stout, green, thorny vine kind of coming up through the remnants of that burlap just around the base of the tree and I have pulled this same vine out of lots of trees way in my backyard and mm-hmm. I just don't want this horrible thing getting a grip on my tree and maybe killing it. Is there any way I can get rid of that vine save just pulling it out uh, without hurting my tree or pulling, showing any concern about it? Pulling
1: is a, a horrific term to use with that. It's a yes. SMILAX, S-M-I-L-A-X, SMILAX briar and, uh, I, uh, others who have listened uh, have perhaps heard me say this before. When we bought our 11 acres, uh, gosh, 55 years ago, um, they were, the 11 acres, probably eight or nine of the acres were chest deep in Smilex briars. It was pretty rough, pretty rough country. And uh, it was a woodland and still is pecan forest. And, I hired the neighbor across the road he is still living but doesn't live there any longer I hired him with his brush hog to to clear cut all of that it also had poison ivy and honeysuckle blended in with it it was a a nice trio and he cut it all down to the ground and and uh, what I noticed was that it it didn't come back and so that, I, I just tucked that in my memory bank, uh, that, that cutting was a really efficient way of getting rid of Smilex briars.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there was another time when out beneath our trees where he couldn't get with his uh, brush hog, um, there was still a lot of it growing. And I tried spraying it with a broadleafed weed killer, being very careful not to put so much on that I would damage the trees, and it didn't do any good. And the reason was I watched it roll off the leaves. The leaves are so shiny that, that uh, they don't hold the broadleafed weed killer. And I tried a couple of things. I tried putting one drop of liquid di- uh, detergent in, and it, it still didn't cut the mustard. didn't work. And so then what I resorted to was I, I started digging a little bit, and I found that there, in most cases, were one of two things. Either there was a network of roots the size of pencils, Crisscrossing each other look like a freeway map in Chicago or something. You know, or everything's or L.A. Everything's crisscrossing, just bunches of things. Or there would be one big tuber, almost as big as my hand, in some cases beneath our big trees, and it'd been growing for years. And uh, that then I would just find that in ten or twenty seconds I could dig that thing out. Now I'm talking about the back of your property now, as I say these things. That that uh, I, I never tried to pull it out or wrap anything around it and yank it. What I did was I I use a sharpshooter spade and I just dig around it and pop out the root system either the fi- the either the big roots, or the uh, or the tuber. Now in terms of your new tree, you can't do that because that soil ball is still fragile. Um, what I would do is is probably when it's very soft and wet, uh, I probably would just do a little exploratory surgery there with a a trowel or uh, some smaller tool. Um, Mm -hmm. If you have a machete, maybe just a machete, kind of carve around that one stem and see what you can find um, or cut it off and and leave it there for a while and see what comes back. It's not going to, it will not strangle your tree.
3: Your tree will be
1: just fine. And once the tree is established, then you can uh, very easily uh, dig it out. So you, you have years to work with it. It's not a, there's no, emergency at all but that's that's the long story about how to get rid of smilex and all that is written in my faqs on my website uh it's in my book it's it's everywhere i've been because i have found that to be very successful S M I L A X. if you can spell it you'll find it
4: okay well i'm very relieved to hear you tell me that <laughs> thank you yeah, so much
1: yeah you'll be fine so okay all, all will be well thank you betty joe have a great uh-huh. day all right uh, Sid, I really want to talk to you. I have a hard newscast uh, that I have to hit at it, it, uh, 930, so I want to get one more break started. Please stay with me, and because uh, I want to find out why the grass isn't growing, and I will help you. I have the same issues in my own landscape, and so I think I can offer some really good suggestions for you. Just to bear with me. Um Baylor's Cotton White sponsors this entire hour, and they have—they have meant so much to our family for so many years. They've been so helpful in many different kinds of health crises and health—not—not uh, uh, not em- non-emergencies as well. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. Well, we're going to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hardworking people, and those are the ones who keep us happy and healthy. They are our beloved health care workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all, and we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. And we do say thank you. Thank you for never giving in all through this pandemic. Thank you for never settling for good enough. And thank you for being there through after, after every variant, after variant, after variant. And they're probably not through... Sp- uh, shooting out variants at us who knows it's not easy to protect us from covid but we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy and to you as a listener and to me as as a broadcaster we need to remember that there are plenty of ways that we can show our appreciation for the, to the frontline people we need to get vaccinated uh, We need to wear our mask we have put ourselves in in on a list for the fourth shot As soon as we're eligible for that, we already are on that list waiting for the approval. Wear your mask. Those are great ways to show your support of the frontline people and share those messages on social media. Let people know that you care. Let people know that you care about Baylor, Scott & White and that you do say thank you to the frontline. The frontline people like teachers and police and fire and grocery store workers, and Baylor, Scott & White, and other hospital people, let them know that you appreciate it. Baylor, Scott & White is paying for this message, and so if that's where you are, that's where you go, you need to say to Baylor, Scott & White, thank you.
3: No one's immune from misinformation. What
1: is
0: true? But if you want the facts, reel in the Facebooks and the Twitters of the world, then you're in the right place. Correct
3: information in a world of chaos and misinformation. News Talk 820 WBAP at 99.5 FM HD2.
1: My electronic newsletter is called eGardens. It uh, sounded very innovative back 18 years ago when we began it. Now. I think you can figure it out blindfolded. It's it's an electronic gardening newspaper. And it comes from my computer to your email every Thursday just a little after 6 p.m. It's free. It's uh, uh, always will be free, always has been, always will be. I do most of the writing for eGardens. Uh, we have a couple of guest writers who uh, do one thing a month, but I do five a week. And on those weeks, I do four on those weeks comes directly from me to you um, and it's instantaneous. I'm still doing a lot of work on it Thursday afternoon. So if something comes up, suddenly there's a plague of locusts, I can tell you about it. You'll get 52 of them a year unless there are 53 Thursdays in that year or unless there's some kind of plague of locusts that moves through town and I need to tell you about that. That's the only time that you will get and extraneous e-gardens. You'll never get a spam message from me. uh, Something, you get these if you sign up for other things. Something that says, hey, since you subscribed to this or that, we thought you'd like to know. Or you, uh, you, you buy from one company and suddenly all the affiliated companies, well, I don't have any affiliated companies, so you're not going to get any of that. I never give or sell your email address to anybody. You get eGardens, plain and simple. One of the stories in eGardens will always be a featured plant of the week. One of the stories will always be a featured question of the week, one that I've been asked a lot of times that week. And one of the things will always be gardening this weekend where I try to point out the things that are most important to get done. Uh, over the ensuing three or four days. It comes out Thursday night. That gives you Friday to buy your materials and make your plans for the weekend. Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday, you can get the work done. So it really is a good plan. It's worked well. People enjoy it. They tell me. So we have 80,000 subscribers. You could make it 80,001, and I would like that a lot. Go to neilsperry.com. That's where you can see the latest eGardens, and that is where you sign up. N E I L S P E R R Y dot com, and then click on that e gardens tab. We have another half hour of the program coming up right after you
0: hear the news 100 years serving DFW
6: trending now trending now
3: on wbap and wbap.com russia reportedly has bombed a ukrainian school filled with refugees i'm dennis martin from the audi dallas wbap 24 7 news desk classic chevrolet.com wbap first traffic and weather on the ones An accident's blocking the right lane of westbound 635 at Plano Road. A large pavement renewal project closing various lanes of Preston Road at times, both directions between 635 and McCallum Boulevard. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. And now the WBAP forecast. Sunny and breezy today, high temperature 81. Monday will be cloudy with showers and storms likely. Some of those storms could be severe. Monday's high should hit 73 degrees. Right now it's 56 in Dallas, 58 in Fort Worth. Authorities in the besieged Ukrainian city of Mariupol say Russia has bombed an art school where as many as 400 people had taken refuge. The building was destroyed. City officials say there could be bodies and survivors buried in the rubble. Weeks of bombardment have cut off Mariupol's food, water, and energy. At least 2,000 people have been killed there. Four people were shot and wounded early this morning in Austin. About 3 a.m., Austin police were warning those in the downtown area that there was a gunman at large there. However, at 5 a.m., they were saying a suspect was in custody. And the Austin police provided no details other than a report that all four of those who had been shot are expected to recover. The TCU men's basketball team faces top seed Arizona tonight in the men's NCAA tournament. Tip-off, 8.40 p.m., and the game will be broadcast live on our sister station. That's 570-K-L-I-F. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout the day. Stay informed on the latest with the Russian war on Ukraine with News stock 820, WBAP, 99.5 FMHD2, and WBAP.com.
1: Dennis um, mentioned the sister station, KLIF, and that is where I do a program on Saturday afternoons from 1 until 3, so I hope you'll join me there. That uh, is... My pleasure. I would look forward to having you tune in there as well. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. You knew that already, but I just want to reinforce that message. Local people who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. Stop by your locally. You talk about a brand that has national recognition. Listen to this one. Stop by your locally on North Texas Ace Retail. Get a great deal on Scott's Turf Builder, thirty-two zero ten lawn food for southern lawns. It's a five thousand square foot coverage. Sale price is twenty ninety nine. That's a good bargain. You save an extra two dollars with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only eighteen ninety nine. A limit of two bags. Now build thick, green lawns for the south using Scott's Turf Builder Southern Lawn Food with the exclusive Scott's All-In-One Particle. It's specifically formulated for southern lawns. It helps build strong, deep grass roots to protect against heat and drought. It improves the lawn's ability to absorb water and nutrients versus an unfed lawn. Now again, the sale going on right now. Sale price $20.99. Save an extra $2 with your ACE Rewards Card. And you pay only $18.99, a limit of two bags. That's at any of the 40 North Texas Ace retailers. They joined together to sponsor this program. They sponsored the entire program over at uh, KLIF. And um, I'm proud to tell you about them because they are nice people. You go in the store and you'll be welcomed. You will be helped. And they have specialists who are there uh, well-trained and well-skilled in all of their different areas. And that's good because Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. It's the stuff. You
3: behave and you listen to the police what they tell you what to do. People are talking about. 99% of this stuff wouldn't even happen. Use Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com.
1: My website is neilsperry.com. If you go there, you will find my book. That's the uh, one of the two places, the only two places where you can buy my book Lone Star Gardening. If you're looking for my book, don't go to Amazon, don't go to uh don't go to a bookstore. Uh, strange as it may seem, that's not where you'll find it. In fact, if you go there, you're going to find the old book from 1991. You want the one with the Adirondack chairs, and that's what you'll find at neilsperry.com. You also sign up for my electronic newsletter, eGardens, that I just spoke of, and uh, that is available to you at neilsperry.com. You also can see answers to my 1001 frequently asked questions. That is a big part of our website. You also can see the archived information on Rose Rosette virus. I just leave it there because so many people ask. And also archived information on what's going on with my St. Augustine. All of that and a whole lot more at neilsperry.com.
0: N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil.
1: All right, Stuby, thank you so much. And we go back to the phones, and finally, Sid has made it to the top of the stack. Sid, this is Neil. Good morning, and thanks for your patience.
5: Hi, Neil. Are you there?
1: I am here, and you're finally there. I'm so sorry you had to wait so long. How can I help?
5: Not a worry. Uh, So our house in north Fort Worth, uh, the back face of the west, and the houses on each side, there's about 20 feet in between them. And I just have a hard time getting the Bermuda to grow, and it ends up being mostly dirt. Uh, I want to change to a different grass, uh, but do you have any suggestions
1: all right, and the reason that you can't get grass to grow there is because the houses are shading it or what?
5: I, I, I believe it's because of the shade, because further up where the sun actually comes through closer to the front yard, grass grows. But as you get closer to where the gates are, and it, it just seems like it's not enough sun.
1: All right. I don't know if your street is straight, uh, and and if it is, then you could do this if you can see. Uh, through the the gates and fences and things. Has anybody tried St. Augustine in that kind of an arrangement?
5: I I used to have St. Augustine. My wife's not a big fan of it, but a neighbor tried the zoysia, I believe, and I didn't know if that was an alternative also.
1: Zoysia is intermediate between Bermuda and St. Augustine on its shade tolerance. Okay. And if, uh, if, if the neighbor has exactly the same setting, and it is tolerating the, the kind of lighting that you have. You can try that. Zoysia is expensive. I'd hate to see you plant a bunch and, and not have it survive. St. Augustine is more shade tolerant.
5: Okay. Okay. Well, I, that answers it because that's something I've been dealing with for several years, and I just can't get it to grow.
1: How often are you out on that in that part of your yard?
5: Um, not often. Only times pretty much when I mow
1: because there's grass there theoretically you're you're hoping there will be well the reason I ask that it might be an easier place just to use a ground cover that doesn't have to be mowed and just have something nice and attractive there that that is uh, is is functional to give you an attractive landscape without the that's the reason that we use ground covers a lot of times Um, and if you wanted that then there are a couple of ground covers that would work well if you can irrigate it Uh, then mondo grass, monkey grass, would work beautifully. That's what I've used because we have no sunlight in our landscape, and I've used mondo grass over a big percentage of our landscape now that our pecan trees have gotten so big they've crowded out all of the turf grass. Uh, Purple winter creeper euonymus makes a very attractive ground cover as well. And as far as uh, somebody saying, I just don't like such and such, sometimes we have to take, you know, I, I don't like... Uh, broccoli as much as i do uh, corn <laughs> or pinto beans but if they're not offered to me broccoli is pretty good and right. so so uh, uh sometimes we have to take what we get and and um, if if it comes to turf grass and st augustine is the only one that will tolerate the lighting then then that's the one we may have to use uh, it needs about five hours of direct sunlight per day to hold its own and not to to thin out zoysia will need six bermuda needs seven or eight it's it's kind of in that dividing line
5: okay great i think that helps me a lot
1: all right thanks for waiting on me you're a very patient soul have a good day all right let's go to mary in arlington i will tell you now mary is the last call i had on on uh, on hold so there are two lines open to you if you'd like to call right now i I can get you on the air that will not be a problem it's 800-288 wbap 800-288-9227 mary this is neil good morning
6: good morning um it's very nice to talk to you Um, thank you i have i have uh i've lived in this home for about 50 years and uh, I was very, at one time, I was very much into roses. And then, oh, for personal reasons, circumstances, you know, things happened. And I, I uh, let my roses, they died. We had a death in the family. You know, sometimes things happen. But sure. anyway, I had, um, I had at one time planted several rose bushes. And then through this time that I was going through, I just ignored them. Also, I was gone from my home for two years, and you know, never watered them. No, I had nobody. to... Anyway, these two rose bushes are determined to make it. I have I've looked at them, and this year, I first time I covered them when we had real bad weather. You know, freezing when it got real, real low. I did cover them, mm-hmm. and they're. they're uh, I think they're going to make it again, and I thought, you know a poor little rose I, I'm gonna look at, it. and um they're they're trying to make it, but they're they're like uh you know the limbs are long and scrawny scrawny, and I was wondering, um, is there any hope, do you think I could go ahead and I trim them now because you can
1: all- you can uh Mary, you can prune them now.' Uh, they probably have a good bit of new growth on them, correct?
6: Yes, uh-huh. they not every limb, but I'm, I was going to cut off the dead, you know.
1: Yeah, you can cut out the dead wood, and you can you can reshape and and do pruning. I would try not to take off a lot of the the succulent new growth because they're starting to grow pretty vigorously for this spring. Right. Let me let me tell you a couple of things that crossed my mind. Uh, one thing is that you need to you need to learn what rose rosette virus looks like. It's a disease that attacks roses and makes them look really odd. Uh-huh. And you need to be become familiar with what it looks like. I have some photographs on my website at okay. neilsperry.com. They're on the home page. You, you there's a story on it and you can click on that and you'll see some some photographs of roses that have rose rosette, so you can identify what it looks like. So that's one thing. And if that's if that's in any way involved on your rose plants, I, I really would not encourage you to try to save them. But let's not let's not go there until we have to. All right, that's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing I wanted to mention: uh, there is a possibility. Neither of these is good news, so I apologize. There, there is a possibility that what you have may not be the original rose that you planted. Kind of be critical as you look at them when they bloom, and 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 don't be afraid to say to yourself, "Yeah, I don't think you're the thing I planted." If that's if that's truly the case, because this might be the rootstock of the old rose, and mm-hmm. it may you know it may not be something you want to save once you get to see them when they bloom. Uh, because right. a lot of times they, they do die back, and then you get this strong root stalk that may be a multiflora rose, maybe something that is very, very different. Uh, and and last year was the year that a lot of roses froze because of that February cold spell in 2021. Yeah,
6: I remember.
1: But, yeah. So but, now that now that I have brightened your day significantly. <laughs> <laughs> no,
6: but you know what, Mr. The the reason I feel so sorry for him and I feel so bad because I was really into roses, but one day uh, it was oh a couple of years ago I I looked out my back window, and see we used to have a garden when my husband was alive he was a gardener, and I let it go to pot that's where I had this big rose I looked out and I could see I could see flowers, you know in the back where the where the garden had been and I thought. What is that? Because I never went back there much.
2: Mm-hmm. And
6: would you believe the this rose bush had grown? Was tall. It's about I would say it's a good eight foot tall. And was, I thought I forgot to color. I think they they were uh, a beautiful pink. They were growing. I had ignored them. I had done yeah, everything but shoot it was,
1: them. It was yeah. Yeah, It was blooming <laughs> for you.
6: Beautiful. Yeah. So I thought, Oh, maybe you can. I'll go check.
1: Yeah, we'll give them a little time. bit of care, and I'll bet they'll respond really well. I hope it works. How t-
6: how much
0: do you think I should cut? I mean, well, normally,
1: if you had called me in mid-February, I would say prune them back by fifty uh, percent, by half. But I don't think I'd cut them that severely right now. I'd maybe maybe a third, just because we're into the growing season now. Maybe by a third, and get all the dead wood out also.
6: Okay. All yeah. right.
5: I better run,
1: but I appreciate your call.
6: Okay, thank you.
5: Have a good day.
1: Thanks. Bye bye. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, now in its fifth printing, could be, and I think it will be, your go to gardening reference the book that you pull off the shelf or pick up off the table to help you answer any gardening questions you might have. It covers all the topics of outdoor gardening for every county in the state of Texas. I self published it so I could finally have the book that I. Could hand to you and say, This represents the best work I can do. It covers lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetable gardens, the whole works. Chapter two is that 48 page calendar of when to do every task in your landscape and garden. 344 pages. It's a hardback, uh, printed in San Antonio. 840 of my photographs. I had no idea there were going to be that many. Cindy Smith counted them and, and said, Neil, are you aware? I said, Oh my gosh, I had no idea. The book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. That's a personal choice on my part because I didn't want distributors and and retailers uh, marking the price up and up and up before it got to you. It comes directly from my uh, my house to your mailbox, simple as that. Uh, we uh, box them and, and take them to the post office. So that's how I can keep the price very low. I'm not making any more than I would if I went through a distributor. It's just uh, that way you don't have to pay more. It's only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. And your satisfaction is completely guaranteed. I sign every copy as it sells. So here are the two ways you can order it since it's not in stores, not on Amazon. You order it by calling my office Monday through Friday 9 to 5. The number is 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769. But the better way by far and the way most people order is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. I'll be signing books this evening and tomorrow. So I hope you'll order right now at neilsperry.com. Foundation repair. Thank you, sir. He delivers a good message. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years, and now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses, come in five sizes from 6x9 to 12x21, and they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors in which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at mullerinc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at eight seven seven two mueller the number 2. That's 877 268
0: Mueller means more. Mueller means greenhouses. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our health care workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. Thank you to Stuby also. And
1: we go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Todd in Hubbard. Todd, this is Neil. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Neil. want to thank you for your wonderful book. I uh, use it a lot. i got a question about Quake grass.
1: Okay. How do about, I get rid of it? About what kind of grass?
2: Uh, quake grass. It uh, comes up. It's got the long rhizome that every little piece of it will start to grow. It just overcomes. I don't Crab grass. I don't know if that's the same as crab grass. I, I in Idaho. I'm an Idaho transplant, by the way. Okay. I need to be a testing on Wednesday when I get my nice license.
1: Well, cool. Welcome. Glad to have you here um crabgrass is an annual uh is the is it 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 germinates here um in april and late march or april and then uh, is a real problem from uh late spring all the way through the growing season is that does that sound like what you're talking about
2: no this stuff is coming up already i think it's quake grass
1: i don't know that name If it's coming up now, if you are seeing it now, then it is a winter grass, a cool season grass. Uh, Does it have seed heads on it now?
2: No, it is coming up, but it grows on long uh, stem-like rhizomes, about the size of a matchstick.
1: Well, a rhizome is under the ground,
2: so I'm I'm
1: confused by a stem-like rhizome with a grass growing on it. The rhizome is underground, not above ground.
2: Right. It, it it well. It's the root. Whatever is the root, it, uh, it comes out, and uh, on each nodule, it'll send up a new shoot, and it just spreads. It covers the entire. It. I'm working in old. I busted sod for the last two months, <laughs> and uh, did it all by hand. I've got three five by twenty foot beds. Todd, I'm beds. I'm
1: trying to identify what the what the weed is and try to get you an answer. Uh, was oh, it, it green did. was it green during the winter or was it brown? It was brown. All right. I don't know whether you have bahia grass. I don't know what you have. I think it's gonna start with your getting it identified probably. If it's a oh, perennial tried. No it's a here, perennial. Okay. If it's perennial, then you're gonna to have to do some kind of spot treating. We don't we no longer have what, kind, what is your lawn? Is it Bermuda or St. Augustine?
2: Uh, we don't have any lawn here. We're just uh,
1: pretty much timber and pasture. All right. Then, then, Okay, then that changes my answer completely. You can use a glyphosate to kill it once it's green and growing. So okay. just a, a regular glyphosate. That will not hurt your trees. Uh, make sure you get a, a glyphosate product that is only glyphosate, that does not have anything blended with it.
2: That would be like a Roundup.
1: That would be the original Roundup, yes, sir. Very stupid okay. question. Yeah, That's and that, that would that would kill it. But you're going to have to wait until it's actively growing, probably May or so.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I'll just work it out like I've been doing. You know, I as I'm tilling the soil with my spade and fork. You know, I That's, take a cultivator and yank it up and do well, the best Well, if you I do can. that,
1: then you're not going to be able to use the Roundup on it. Yeah. You've got to have it actively growing or it's not going to work. Okay.
2: I'll keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. You've got to let it grow and establish, and then you can spray it and it'll be gone. The glyphosates are super effective. Let me uh, speak over your shoulder for second. Cliff, I see that you've hung up. I had time for you, so call back if you if you still want to have your question answered. Um he probably thought I was going to run out of time on him, or he's going into church. I don't know. Uh, Todd, okay. the uh, the the fact is that the glyphosate has to go on active growth. It goes in through leaves, not through roots. And so, okay. if you if you disturb the soil, then you've you've shut down the possibility of using a glyphosate. So, uh, you know, you'll have to disregard that recommendation then. And once you do that, then all you can do is what you're doing is to strain it out by by hand that's a really hard way to do business uh yep. anyway that's the best that's the best i have for you
2: yeah i'm ai was a master gardener up in uh, blackfoot idaho i was through the yes, uh, idaho sir. state university so good deal that's
1: that's the best advice i have I'm, we're really glad to have you here it's well uh, it's, i'm glad to be here i've always wanted yeah. to be a teching. all right well you made it made it wednesday i'm here yep <laughs> all right take care have a good day thanks, thanks for the mean. call god bless Thank you so much. All right, I don't think Cliff is going to call back. Cliff had asked about the best fast-growing trees for privacy, and uh, I wanted to help him because I was afraid that he would go out and try to, try to buy something just based on that. You don't want to get, and I don't know if he wanted fast-growing shade trees or the best fast-growing shrubs for privacy. Mike, what did he say to you? I don't know if the public will hear your response to me, so. Just privacy. All right, you don't for a privacy screen. Obviously, you'd be using shrubs, and you don't want it grow just for fast growth. You don't want to buy just for fast growth on a privacy screen, because if you do that, uh, there's going to be some uninformed nursery somewhere that is not really a nursery, but probably something stuck onto a box store that is going to sell you something like a red tip photinia or Japanese privet or some other really disastrous plant, uh, or bamboo, or something horrible that you don't want in your yard because they grow fast. Fast growth on a privacy uh, plant is a horrific thing to have because they don't stop. They just keep getting bigger and bigger and wider and wider, and you end up having to prune them all the time. What you want is something that gets to a, a genetically predetermined size and stops and it gives you the screening that you need and stops the worst thing you can have is a, a plant that gets uh, too tall and you have to prune it you need a screen eight feet tall and you plant something that gets 20 feet tall and you have to prune it at eight feet tall all the time you have to get a ladder out and your hedge trimmer and you're out there hoping you don't fall off into the shrubs you get the picture so it depends on how she had hung on uh, but it, it depends on what you're trying to uh, to to grow, uh, the height you need for a uh, for a six foot screen. I would use dwarf Burford holly. I'm going to stick in hollies because they are by far the most dependable plants. We saw that in 2021. Oh, did we ever! They came through with flying colors last year. Dwarf Burford holly in in the five to six foot range. Uh, I would buy large because they are slow-growing. In, the, uh, in the 8 to 10 or 11-foot range, willow leaf holly would be ideal. It's just perfect, and it'll grow fairly quickly. But buy a 20-gallon plant and space them two-thirds as far apart as you want them to grow uh, as, at maturity. And uh, in the 12 to 15, 16-foot range, Nellie R. Stevens hollies. Those are your three to choose from. Oakland holly is in there too. It's a little slower growing, uh, but it will get 12 feet tall. So there you are. Mary Nell is also in there. Those are five great privacy uh, shrubs. And they're not prickly, folks. They Just give that up. Uh, Hollies are, are not prickly. There are some that are, but I didn't mention any of those. Mike Bass, nice job on the program today. Folks, thanks for listening. It's been fun. We'll be back next week at the same time here, 8 to 10 on WBEP, 1 to 3 on Sister Station KLIF next Saturday. So have a great week. Until then, happy gardens.